0: It's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. 42-year-old man was arrested for allegedly standing naked in an apartment doorway and waving at drivers passing by on a busy street because he wanted to spread some love. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. Elijah Barker is charged with a felony count of possession of methamphetamine and misdemeanor indecent exposure appearing in a state of nudity, not in a public place, but with intent. Centerville police responded to an apartment complex for reports of a naked man masturbating in the doorway. When they arrived, they found Barker's front door and curtains open, making it possible for officers to see his entire apartment. Barker reportedly approached the officers at the door and asked them if he should put on some clothes. An officer noted in the arrest report, I advised I would prefer that he did. Centerville police officers spoke to Barker about standing naked in public and he allegedly said he believed it was acceptable behavior. He told police he used meth, but recently stopped. Officers, however, allegedly discovered meth in his wallet. Barker allegedly told officers he recently experienced a spiritual awakening and thought he could spread some love by being naked and waving at passersby. I assume he means his hand, at least the one that wasn't busy at the time of all this love spreading. Anyway, court records also show Barker's landlord filed an eviction notice and demanded he be out of the apartment. Well, even his landlord was not interested in the love he was spreading. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin.
1: What do you want to do with this?
0: On December 18th, 1975... George and Kathy Lutz and their three children moved into a house in Amityville, Long Island. Nineteen days later, they were running for their lives. What happened to them became one of the best-selling books in years and is now a fascinating motion picture, an experience in terror to make you believe in the unbelievable, the Amityville Horror from American International, rated R under 17, not admitted without parent. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com I like the sound of my voice. Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions designed to sound great for music and talk, noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code MRNELSON at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's MRNELSON, M-R-N-A-I-L-S. S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's TweakedAudio.com. Baron, simply come over here to the other side of the teleport body and follow me into the teleport chamber behind me. Therefore, I need not use my weapon upon your idiot friends. Yeah, well, we got a weapon of our own, asshole. What? And oh, no, do no,
2: you, you, you idiot! You you shot the teleport chamber. Oh no, I'm it's activated. Help. 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 It's closing. Oh, oh, no! It's Oh no! Papa, Cliff, and Lola—they—they they
1: are gone.
0: It is a, a barren <laughs> er, Quickly, Betty.
2: We have to recover the data core from Count Reckon's teleport chamber.
1: Oh, Papa, you, you think it would help us find Cliff Lola? Possibly,
2: possibly. In fact, since there was no coordinates set for destination, their patterns are probably still stored within the data core. Oh, yes, Papa. Oh. How- Oh, curses! The bombing's getting closer. Oh, dear me. What is it, Papa? Seeing outside is a full-on invasion. But weapons, I didn't know they even were capable of. Oh, it must be more influence from wrecking. Damn, what damage has he done beyond the original damage? But, however inadvertently I, I, I contributed to.
1: Oh, Puppet! No, no, it wasn't your fault! Yes,
2: Biddy, but I should have listened to Lola. Oh? Yes, I,
1: Unfortunately, she's
2: not here for me to admit this, but... I should have listened and dealt with the damage at the time, even though I didn't quite understand. That was the Trojan horse we collided with. I, I was very irresponsible. I, I... I... I felt so guilt-ridden at them being trapped with us. I... There was in such a hurry to get them home, I... I wasn't thinking clearly and now and now look at it all
1: oh papa again y- y- you can't hold this over you I- and if you're crushed by your own guilt how will you save them
2: you're right Biddy, you're right i i have to pull it together um, <clears throat> all right uh, there's the better core. and now our only means of escape is of course uh, the teleporter buddy <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, d- 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 damn it. The uh, building here must have been completely destroyed by one of the bombs. And, and, just as we teleported out, I just hoped that there was no interference with our course and, and the instruments. It seems to indicate that we, we we're still on target. <laughs> Here we are, Benny, top of the tower.
1: Oh, Papa, finally we are home again!
2: Yes, Benny, if only we could rest on our laurels, but obviously the crisis still continues. First, I've got to load the data core into the time tower's computers in the hopes that I can locate Cliff, Lola, and even Reckon's patterns and restore them. Oh, that that's funny. Hmm? Well... Not really, Biddy. I mean, this is all very serious. The lives of our friends are at stake.
1: What? Oh, oh, no, Papa. I, I mean, outside. It, it, it looks like a, a midday or, or noon, and yet when we were at the prison, it, it was the evening.
2: Oh, come now, Betty. You should know better than that. Due to the chaotic situation and our departure, a little time slip is to be expected.
1: Well, Well, yes, Papa, but it's... And it's just so peaceful outside. You'd you think there was no invasion going on. Well, a
2: kid biddy, we've probably travelled a, a few hours in the past before the invasion began, and, and even so, the Trojans can't possibly. <laughs> attack every square inch of the USA. (laughs) So, um, I'm sure that... uh, That'll explain it. Besides, uh, wherever the prison was located, it it might have been uh, a certain area of some significance, and that's why the Trojans chose to attack there. Oh, that's true, Papa. I I did notice that it it was listed as being located adjacent to the
1: capital of of the United States of Atlantis.
2: Ah, there you go. Of course. Of course. Of course initial strike would involve Washington, D.C. Oh, oh no, no, no. The capital is listed as uh, a new Amsterdam. Oh, that's right. Um, They don't have a Washington, D.C. Yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, well, that's alternate timeline for you.
1: <clears throat> oh, I know, Papa.
2: I'll go and monitor the TV news. There you go, Biddy. You do that while I concentrate. On the Danagor.
0: And so, despite the rough rhetoric and saber-rattling over the Mediterranean crisis, the President assures the public that talks between all parties, including the Neo-Trojan Empire, Mesopotamia, Carthage, and Europa, are going well and are destined to bear fruit. My fellow Atlanteans, let me assure you that... All talks between the involved parties of the Mediterranean crisis, including the Neo-Trojan Empire, uh, the Mesopotamians, and our friends in Carthage and Europa are going well, and I believe will bear fruit. In the meantime, full-on official negotiations are expected to resume in the next summit later this fall, six months from now.
1: What? What?
0: Meanwhile, in sports, the Olympians are oh, favored no. to best uh, the Asgardians uh, oh, in game four but, of the Slave All mean... Championship in spite oh, no. of Team Captain Six Joe months. Jupiter's lacerated scroll oh, no. injury. Uh, Papa!
1: Papa! Papa!
2: Oh no. Papa. Oh, no. Papa. oh god, is Papa, it, You is to I, meet uh, me. Damn it, Biddy! I need quiet! This is delicate work! I mean, it, it, it appears the molecule patterns are more scattered than I anticipated probably due to the interference of the electro gun this is this is going to take a lot longer than I anticipated oh,
1: I, but but Papa we didn't just travel uh, six hours into the past we traveled uh, six months what
2: um, I, uh, well that's well uh, hmm. oh, that's hmm uh, that's a little bee in the bonnet I <laughs> among many apparently I
1: oh no Papa there's a candy camp so- someone is entering the tower! Well oh, that's
2: impossible! Uh, unless it's Reckon. He must have entered it in the past and was unable to access the computers, of course, because they're coded to me. And... Wait a minute. That's... That's not Reckon.
1: No, Papa. It, it looks like
2: you. When... When you were young. No. No, no, it... It, it can't be.
1: Oh! Papa. That... That woman with him... It's Mama.
0: You have been listening to Baron Boy. Written, produced, and performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Music comes courtesy of Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. Want to watch a scary movie with me? Well, now you can by simply heading over to Nelson Theater at app.gumroad.com slash Nelson. Oh, yes. It's just that simple. Where you can be treated to my poor man, mystery science theater treatment of old public domain movies of the sci-fi and horror genre. And speaking of horror, I did this this treatment to a horror classic. Yes, Night of the Living Dead, which is... Yes, one of the all-time great horror classics, but for some dumb reason, they just didn't complete the normal requirements for copyright status, and so the movie's in the public domain, which leaves it open to assholes like me that can make fun of it, even though it's really good, but I shouldn't do it, but I just can't help myself. No, no. So with Night of the Living Dead, you've got some people who spend the night in some old farmhouse when suddenly some undead cannibals show up to crash the party. (laughs) That's putting it pretty short and simple, but nevertheless, yeah, that's the plot. So... Enjoy the film with me for only a a mere little fee of 99 cents. All dirt cheap, yes. But, warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. Along with my witchy commentary, cartoon sound effects, and inappropriate laugh track. (laughs) Oh, what are you waiting for? Head over to Nelson Theater at app that's a p p dot gum that's g u m r o a d dot com slash nelson n-a-i-l-s-i-n yes it's just that simple you head over there and for less than a dollar you can watch a classic horror film with me and my silliness all throughout the film was school teacher emily saggy haunted By her own phantom twin? Perhaps. But maybe not. Emily Sagi worked in an exclusive girls' school. She was a very good teacher. But for some reason, she kept moving from one job to another. In 16 years, she had changed positions in an impressive 19 times. In 1845, the school found out why. Sagi was allegedly the center of some very strange doppelganger activity. Her spectral twin was first seen during a class, as 13 students witnessed the doppelganger standing by Sagi's side and mirroring her movements. Next, it stood behind her as she ate, pantomiming her movements. Sagi herself was completely oblivious to the apparition, despite the fact that everyone else could see it clearly. However, she did become strangely groggy and powerless during the times the doppelganger manifested, and the wraith was often seen doing things Sagi later said she had been thinking about at the moment, suggesting that she may have had some subliminal control over it. Soon, the doppelganger ventured beyond Sagi's immediate vicinity. At first it appeared to a classroom full of students sitting calmly in the teacher's chair, while Sagi herself was outside working in the garden. The account goes like this. Witnessed by nearly 50 persons, uh, the students were intently working in their sewing class, while another teacher uh, sat at the front of the room reading a book. Outside the window, the students could see Emily working in the garden. The supervising teacher stood up and left the room. Seconds later, Emily walked in and sat down in the empty chair. students thought nothing of it until one gasped and pointed out the window where Emily was still working diligently in the garden. Two of the students stood and approached the doppelganger, and being quite brave, reached out and and touched it. They said it looked just like Emily Sagi, in all aspects except... When they ran their hands through the entity, they said it felt empty, like the stuffed cobwebs are made of. And later, Emily Segui had told school officials that she indeed had been outside picking flowers in the garden. She had not seen the doppelganger. In fact, Emily never once saw her twin, but had in fact wished to herself that she was in the classroom uh, supervising the sewing class. School officials noted in their documentation that each time the doppelganger appeared to them, the real Emily appeared lethargic and 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 listless. The few people who dared to approach the doppelganger found they could pass through it. Yet, it had a texture that reminded them of thick fabric. Time went by and the apparition became a permanent fixture of the school's life. Freaking people out on a regular basis the girls' concerned parents started removing their children from the school. Although Saguay was a model employee on all non-paranormal accounts, the headmistress had no option but to fire her and her ghostly double. Parents complained about the ghost and Emily was summarily dismissed from her job. The French novelist Guy de Mafassant was inspired to write a short story. ...called Louis, after a disturbing doppelganger experience in 1889. While writing, *Dumas claimed that his body double entered his study, sat beside him, and began dictating the story he was in the process of writing. In Louis, the narrative is told by a young man who is convinced that he is going crazy after having glimpsed what appears to be his body double. For Dumas who claimed to have had numerous encounters with his doppelganger, the story proved somewhat prophetic. At the end of his life, de Maupassant was committed to a mental institution following a suicide attempt in 1892. The following year, he died. It has been suggested that de Maupassant's vision of a body double may have been linked to mental illness caused by syphilis which he contracted as a young man. Though there are many symptoms brought about syphilis, uh, having a phantom double just typically isn't wonderful. So, was this just the delusions of a broken mind, or the jokes of students against their teacher, or... Was this the manifestation of a subliminal version of oneself projected to the outside world in the form of a doppelganger? Perhaps, but maybe not. Well, once again, due to exhaustion and uh, time constraints, I was unable to uh, put together the show uh, I, I wanted to do, uh, and uh, I had all, the, you know, it, it's a more complicated matter to do the show uh, because I, my primary focus is on the audio plays, and uh, it's October and Halloween, so I got the sound effects and everything going, but I don't have the crews ready to go uh, just yet. Uh, Baron Void ran over longer than I anticipated um, and, uh, and at some point I thought, well, I'll, I'll split it in two to where, uh, the 10th episode ends the first part of it. And it leads into, uh, another story, uh, that I'll come to, uh, but I didn't have the time to get to that. <laughs> and the, really the only reason I have uh part nine is because I had already taped that for last week's show, but ended up doing this rob Saul interview because of all that stuff happening and uh and and so i just oh i'll postpone it and i'll have it ready to go but i couldn't get to that couldn't get to the cruise so the cruise of course is meant to be uh this is a a horror mostly (laughs) horror comedy uh storyline uh, resumes in October. Uh, and that's the last time it, I had it was last October. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and play the, the, the last episode of, of those. They, they, there's typically six of them in all uh, from the last go around to sort of set it up. Uh, uh, for the next time, and hopefully I'll have that ready for next week. Uh, probably all it'll be is uh, uh, Baron Void and the Crews uh, next week, uh, because depending on um, how long it takes and whatnot. Provided I-, I can get to it, I apologize in advance, but you know this is what what I had for you: uh, a crazy naked man and uh, some weird story about a woman with a a, a-, a ghostly double. So. <laughs> And of course, uh, Baron Void. So uh, here's uh, the cruise, and hopefully it'll pick up uh, with brand new cruise episodes starting next week. And uh, talk to you then. Previously on the cruise.
1: So, so sorry. Sorry? Uh, d- d- no, Luna, don't worry about that. There, there's nothing to be sorry for. <laughs> Max. Ballooners, <laughs> not my name. It... My name is. It's. Ballooner? Oh, Ballooner? Dorothy! D- oh my god! god. I- 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 I'll go get Dr. Tuchin! Ballooner?
2: Sorry for your loss, Mr. Guffin. I I mean, I... I take it you guys were close?
1: (laughs) Never knew her real name. She tried to tell me, but... Yeah, she was a porn star, you know?
2: Uh, well, yeah, I'd heard.
1: I was just a subscriber to her site. And I won the contest. Contest? Oh, yeah, she had a contest, uh... Winner gets to spend a cruise with Balloon Knot. In my one stroke of luck in my whole life, I won. Well, when the moment of truth came, well, I couldn't. And there you have it. The sad story of Mackenzie Guffin and Balloon Knot.
2: Oh, um...
1: Uh... uh, I'm sorry, I should... I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk about this.
2: Well, uh, th- well, you know, since you're up and about, maybe maybe some fresh air will, will help you out.
1: Fresh air? What, what What? about the bugs? Oh, no, they're all gone. The, the
2: storm wiped them clean away.
1: The storm? Wait, you mean another one?
2: Yeah, well, you know, not, not as bad as the first one, thank God. But when we had to turn back into the fog bank, yeah,
1: it, it cleaned off all the bugs. But, But, but what about the lighthouse?
0: Well, according to this, it's nowhere to be found. Damn it. I mean, we couldn't have gotten that far off course. Unless, of course, the anomalies. Anomalies?
2: Well, I've I had this theory. There's certain, some, I don't know, time distortions, if you will, within the fog bank.
1: Time distortions? Well,
2: how else do you explain the state of... Well, the, the unfortunate condition of our fellow passengers. I mean, uh, one part of the room, uh, they were recently dead. On the other, it looked like they'd been rotting for years.
0: Yeah, he's got a point. Uh, we never really could explain that one. Uh, so you think it's time travel, but, like, time travel in different parts of rooms of the ship?
2: Well, yes. I mean, even the unfortunate evidence, that- Crew apparently deteriorated even more, down to nothing but dust in the bridge.
0: Well, yeah,
2: I guess um, it's not so hard to conceive, Sam. I mean, we've
0: seen giant snakes, giant bugs, and ghosts. What do you mean, ghosts? Oh, yeah, we, we, we saw Alba. Alba? Yeah, she was standing not far from where you are. That was during the storm, when you know, before the fire started. Alba here anything yeah some some weird something i don't know yeah something about i don't know a witness
1: hey what's going on come on you got to turn the, the ship hell? around damn we it, you got to get to the lighthouse come on. What are to to the light come on you're not you guys do we walk down come on doctor's I'm orders fine. doctor's orders what the lighthouse
0: do, look what back i'm sorry we, we can't go back to it we we can't seem to find what?
1: it oh no we're good. We're Take it easy, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay,
0: I got him. Uh, I'm gonna need you some help here, Sam. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to walk him back to uh, sick sickbay. Yeah. All right, uh, Bagsley. I'll get back as fast as I can. But in the meantime, make sure you
2: monitor communications. Uh, uh, yes, yes, of course, Mister Hill. Of course.
0: Mayday,
1: mayday, All tech code 10 10 0. mayday, mayday, mayday. You know what, what's going on? Uh, take it easy there, Mac. We're taking it back to oh, second. Mac. yeah. Dr. Turgid, the like, luna didn't make it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I was afraid of that. She took pretty serious punishment from those goddamn bugs. But maybe that's for the best, you know? Cause the damage they did for her, she wasn't going to be a happy camper. I mean, they totally tore away all of her looks. What, what? Yeah, well, you know, her body was her bread and butter. Uh, Not much you know, left to it so after no. what they did to it. <laughs>
1: What the hell, man? You son of a bitch!
0: Ow, oh, Back, back ah. off! Back off, Mac! God damn it. Is that the thanks I get for saving your life, you big dumb fuck? She... she just died. You shouldn't talk about her like that. How I talk about her, huh? Well, you want to know how your fantasy girlfriend talked about you the night I was fucking her after the New Year's party? Yeah, she laughed about how you couldn't get Lance, it up for your porno Lance, Lance! God damn it. Don't they teach you guys bedside manner in medical school anymore? <laughs> what the hell, Sam? Again, is it the thanks I get for saving this asshole's life? All oh, because he wants to get teary-eyed over a fucking three-holer? God damn it, Lance! Shut up! Just,
1: just get Mac to bay. Well, it looks like the storm's cleared up pretty good. Yeah, I guess. Now's as good a time as any for us to go give Miss Nod a burial at sea. Ah, Jay, why
0: do we always gotta be the pallbearers? Oh, man, do you gotta bitch about everything? Well, under the circumstances, yeah, I kinda do. Oh, man, you just ain't no good for nothing. Ah, uh, shit. Well, in order to avoid your bitching about my bitchin', I guess I'll help you out with the dead porn star. Well, I guess I'll take what I can get. Come on now, let's go. Uh, uh. All right, there she is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, with the sheet over her, you can't see what the bugs did to her. She's still got her shape. Man, what a shape it was. Wait a minute. She's moving. Holy shit. Man, I guess they didn't call it right. Hey, hey Balloon, you, you all right there? You... Wait a minute, what's that? Oh, my God. Oh, shit.
2: She's crawling with, with giant maggots.
0: You have been listening to The Crews, written and produced by me, Douglas Nelson. Any and all music is courtesy of Kevin MacLeod and other public domain and copyright-free sources. opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked.